The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Hello and thanks for joining me for another episode of Climate Matters. I'm Lindsay Wood, the Director of Climate Strategy Company Resilience Limited and Climate Matters is brought to you by Fresh FM, the top of the South's community access radio station. Fresh FM broadcasts in Blenheim on 88.9, to Eastern Golden Bay on 95.0, to the Nelson CBD on 107.2, and across the Nelson-Tasman region on 104.8. It's also streamed to the planet on freshfm.net, and podcasts of Climate Matters and of other locally produced shows are available through freshfm.net and through the accessmedia.nz. Well, today we go back into the archives a bit. In fact, we're going back to Climate Matters number 48, which came out in September 2020. And the theme of it is, are we there yet? Climate Matters 48 responds to readers' questions. And here are some of the topics we're going to cover. Are we doing enough? Is climate change really man-made? Do scientists overstate climate change? Climate change is slow. What's the rush? Is a two-degree warming limit tougher than a 1.5-degree limit? And New Zealand is so small, does it matter what we do anyway? And uh, we'll also have a hot tip, of course. So let's get into it, going back into the archives and having a look at Climate Matters number 48. Well, to start with, um, is climate change really man-made? We give a, a, ref, a show, a, a graph from NASA, and I recommend anybody who's interested to go on the NASA Vital Signs webpage. If you Google NASA, N-A-S-A, of course, NASA Vital Signs, and they've got current information on global temperature, on sea level rise, and on carbon dioxide levels. And among other things, you'll find a graph there that shows how for the last nearly a million years, the climate, sorry, the carbon dioxide level has bumped along at somewhere under 300 parts per million. But in the 200 years since we've been burning fossil fuels, it has skyrocketed to over 400 parts per million. And so you have to think, wow, that's a 25% increase in 200 years. That's in nearly a million years. That's spectacular, and it's not just coincidence. Do go on that NASA website if you're interested. <clears throat> so, are we doing enough? Well, the answer is, sadly, in a word, no. In fact, far from it. Remember, I'm reading from the archives from three years ago, um, and this is going saying, for eight years since the global financial crisis, New Zealand emissions were fairly constant. To meet our Zero Carbon Act commitments, we must drop nearly 10% per year, year on year. That is about the same drop that was calculated for the effect of the COVID lockdown in 2020. You remember in the first or the middle of 2020, which was a few months before Climate Matters number 48 was written, um, there was a, uh, a fact that the rate at which the, the carbon emissions dropped during the COVID lockdown represented roughly what we have to keep going at. We don't have to do it so drastically in terms of 
human upheaval maybe, but there'd be a big case for a managed retreat. I'm going to give you a little quote now, which I inserted by a very a fluke. I came across a, a Mexican poet called Sousa Silvermore, and she had a, a beautiful poem entitled A Thousand Years of Healing. We'll give a link to that poem if it's still an active link. And here's a little extract from the poem. With this turning, we put a broken age to rest. We who are alive at such a cusp now usher in 1,000 years of healing. What a wonderful and um, salutary perspective that is. Okay, the next of our questions that we try to answer, do scientists overstate climate change? Well, the answer is, if anything, they understated. I'm going to read exactly what I said there. There is growing evidence most climate effects are more severe than predicted. And then I'm stopping the quotes. That has been borne out repeatedly, even in the three years since Climate Matters 48 was written, as, for example, in the IPCC synthesis report earlier this year, March 2023, when they demonstrated how lots of things were even worse than they were predicting. And the current state of the Antarctic ice shelf and the soaring temperatures have uh, produced remarkable feedback from uh, scientists or comments such as being gobsmacked and it's completely unprecedented. So back into the quotes. <laughs> it's very complex. And one big factor is feedback loops that reinforce heating more atmospheric water vapor, thawing tundra, more use of refrigerants, etc. Another is the emotional burden on scientists bearing such ominous news. Aussie Policy's think tank Breakthrough discussed that and a lot more, and we'll give a link if it's still active. I'm not sure. They had a, um, a piece there on the security risk of, uh, of climate change. Antarctic researcher Christiana Hulbe is quoted in the Yale Climate Connections, and here's what she said. The motto for 21st century climate science might be, that happened faster than I expected, close quotes. Uh, we're having a lot of that now. Unfortunately, they, it's not, the scientists are not overstating it. If anything, they're being a bit conservative. Time for another question. Climate change is so slow. Why the rush? Well, it's really us that are slow. <laughs> and perhaps the last comment has borne that out. For all of humanity's amazing abilities, we've got blind spots too. And one of them is reacting too slowly to gradual threats. Another one is skewing facts to suit our own ends or our own beliefs. We've probably heard of things like confirmation bias, where we actually tend to favor information that reinforces our worldview rather than information that challenges it. It might be also we have a lack of talent at visualizing the future, and these together make a sort of perfect storm of climate weaknesses. For decades, we've ignored slow warnings. While vested interests have clouded the issues, they continue to do that, and we almost all struggle to really picture what we're heading into. It's time to confront our own demons, is what I said in Climate Matters 48. And sadly, we could say the same again. We're still not confronting those demons. In fact, quite the opposite. We're celebrating the things that are in a way our demons, like lifestyles that just cause so much problem. 
Here's a quote from the scientist Kate Marvel, a NASA scientist. It's not about what climate change will do to us, but what we'll do to each other because of it. That's a pretty salutary comment, isn't it? That when the impacts of climate change start to affect us as humans, then our behavior towards each other is likely to take a turn for the worse. In some senses, that has already happened. For example, the conflict in Syria, some of that has been attributed to the impacts of climate change. Here's another question. Isn't a 2 degree C warming limit tougher than a 1.5 degree C one? Because that's a confusion quite a few people get. But the answer is, it's the other way around. We're heating the Earth far too fast. It's critical we limit that to 1.5 degrees C, and that's above 1990 levels, if people are not quite sure of that. So we must slam the brakes on our emissions much harder than if we want to keep it to a 2 degree limit. It's like stopping a car in 15 metres instead of 20 metres, and in fact, the actual copy of Climate Matters has got a diagram of two cars braking over a certain distance and one colliding with something at the end of it. Um, like driving, the longer we take, the more damage we'll cause. And so if we look at, if you want to go back to Climate Matters 47, uh, we reference there why the top party was weak on climate because they had misunderstood that important difference. Next question, New Zealand's so small, does it matter what we do? Well, the answer is we all need to take some responsibility for our actions. And another part of the answer, and I think this is very telling, is the world needs trailblazers. The world desperately needs examples of effective climate responses. And little old NZ is, again, well-placed to take the lead. We're one of a few small, engaged, and developed economies. Ireland is another one that's sometimes uh, cited as a case. In fact, we already are leading on climate. Our Zero Carbon Act is pioneering legislation. Our wellness budget is too. Um, and it will be also the milestone business climate exposure legislation. To unpick that, you may now be aware that it's now obligatory for the large companies, I think there are over 100 of them, to report their financial risk exposure as a result of possible climate impacts. And that is pioneering legislation. I'm going to quote now, you'd be amazed, said an EU participant in a recent economics webinar, how much the world is now looking to New Zealand. We must punch above our weight as never before. Sadly, we're not, but I don't give up that we can. Now I'm going to flick to a, a reference. It's, it's a quotation, but there's more than a quotation there. The quotation is, one day my island will become nothing more than a story to tell. Now that is a quote from a short video clip, I think it's only six or seven minutes, by Pacific Islander Fili Fepulea Itapua. She's only 17 and she won. I'm not quite sure what the competition was she won, but because the video clip is just a, a, a clip of her talk to it. But she is talking about the fate of one of the islands that she is associated with. Please have a look at that. I have said in the Climate Matters, download her passion straight into your heart. I think everybody should listen to this. 
on a repeat basis and especially our politicians. Well, we're closing in on the end here. I said we have a hotter tip for you. And here is the hotter tip. It's also related a bit to questions. Learn why reducing inequality can help save the planet. And I've given a couple of references there. One is a reference to an Oxfam link, um, and hopefully that's still live. We'll put it up on the on the Fresh FM Climate Matters webpage. Or borrow the book called The Spirit Level from your library. That is a remarkable book. It's it's about 15 years old now, but it's some research by, um, now let's see, Kate Pickett and Richard Wilkinson. And they were started researching how many things were affected by countries that had a big difference in inequality, that's income inequality, compared with countries that had a small difference. And even they were surprised by their results. So I really recommend that you have a go at reading the spirit level. It's an easy to read book. It's easy to read in very small bites because they deal with a whole lot of different issues. Um, get it from the library. I think it's a very important message. And one of the important messages is that reducing inequality brings benefits for wealthy people as well as poor people. Okay, well, that's us at the end of this Climate Matters. Thank you so much for your company as always. I hope I enjoy it again next week. Do read The Spirit Level. Do go on that uh, link to the Pacific Island plight uh, due to flooding. And, of course, we'll have other links on the webpage as well. All the best, and I do hope to enjoy your company again next week. And, of course, kia kaha for the climate. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM with support from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details.